another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to The Dark Crystal Minute. And begin all the same, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And now once more the world must undergo a time of testing. It is time, time to return to the castle. There is much to be learned. And you have no time. And here's your hosts, Philip Mitchell and Jamie Prater. Hello and welcome to the Dark Crystal Minute. This is your minute-by-minute discussion on the cult classic film, The Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Philip Mitchell, and I'm from Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. And I am J.M. Prater, and I am from Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, and Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast. So we are up to the 10th minute of The Dark Crystal. And so to recap this minute, overall, it's still a bit of dialogue between uh, the Master and uh, and Jen. And, you know, the Master's sort of, you know, about, you know, more or less, you know, about to pass away uh, as he sort of rests upon and and sort of um, saying to Jen that, you know, I should have told you these things long ago. Now it is up to you. Uh, remember me, Jen, we may meet in another life, but not again in this one. And Jen says, Master, don't leave me. And then then the scene sort of, you know, it goes over to the Castle of the Crystal, get that one shot of the Castle of the Crystal. And then we get one shot that we go inside the Castle of the Crystal and you see a Skeksis character, a reptilian kind of creature in the last shot of this uh, minute. So probably the first thing that really popped to my mind in this minute was uh, this is the first time that the master sort of acknowledges um, Jen, like as Jen. In all the other times, he he refers to him, you know, as Galfling, you know, to yeah. save our world, Galfling, and and all, all that kind of stuff. But then this is, I guess you know, I guess you know, as he knows that he's no longer going to be around, that he's just like you know, remember me, Jen. And so, yeah, that was sort of the first time that, yeah, sort of, you know, mentions Jen by name. That was just one of those things that popped up. And, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting, you know, where, you know, the part where he says, you know, mate, we may meet in another life, but not again in this one. So whether that's, you know, the mystic sort of, yeah, belief of, you know, you know, when they pass away that they enter another life where they all, you know, reunite and, and all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I get the sense in this minute or in this scene that um the the mystics have kept um a distance from Jen in terms of not being being overly for lack of better terms par- parental or fatherly or warm. Not mm. that they're cold to him, but they know Jen has a, a a quest before him. They know that his life is leading towards that spot. And I think that they fostered independence for him. Mm. Um, and that if they were going to kind of cuddle him or baby him or be overprotective of him, Jen wouldn't be prepared to go out alone on this journey. So, and I get the sense when they call him Gelfling that, or when the mystic calls him Gelfling, that it's really kind of backing up this idea that he, he's not calling him Jen for a reason that Gelfling, you have a mission he's kind of like a steward of the of the of these monks and he has a journey and they've been talking about this journey he's going to take all of his life in in a manner of speaking they've they've been teaching him what words say probably because they will know they know that jen will find that prophecy 
Yeah, I mean, find that um, yeah, the, at the uh, the Gelfling ruins, yeah. where later in the film, he, yeah, he says, you know, because um, Kira, uh, the other Gelfling that we will get to later on, you know, she says, you know, what, well, you know, what's this, you know, what's these words, yeah. and he says, well, they're words, and what's words, what, you know, what's what's writing, words that stay. My master taught me that you know that they're able to sort of connect what the shard what greater importance the the shard has to be able to heal the dark crystal so um you know again always with the performances like with the puppeteers i love how jen sort of goes forward you know when he says that line you know master don't leave me i mean that's a thing like i just thought about it but jen probably hasn't really experienced death you know with the other yeah. mystics yes i know i mean because uh, at this point in the film there are only 10 mystics well i mean with the marcy's passing away so that there'll be nine mystics left so when the earth when the second great conjunction happened and the earth gets split into 18 you know there was 18 earth gecks and they split into 18 mystics and 18 uh Skeksis. so of course there was before the film there was eight other mystics and eight other um Skeksis that existed at one point but i think you know I would imagine in that time period that when Jen was, you know, brought, was rescued by the mystics that he's known all the 10 mystics, you know, throughout his life. So I can imagine, you know, how, you know, devastated that for him to, you know, lose one of the mystics. I mean, especially his master who's um, uh, taught him so much over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just something that just sort of popped up that, yeah, I don't think he's, you know, would have experienced, um, you know, death and passing on yeah and you can tell with jen him looking at his master and he goes master don't leave me and he's looking at him like what is about to happen i don't understand like he has never experienced death but also he is losing essentially his father um the the mystic who saved him from the gartham who Mm. he said you know um he's big and he made the monsters disappear and i'd be safe yeah um, that's what you know. Those are uh, those are that's uh, dialogue from the dream fasting portion, which I know we'll get to eventually. Um, but this is a everything right now. All of a sudden, Jen is th- called from you know where we started out or in earlier minutes of when he's playing his his flute. I know that's called something else, um, but he's playing it in this beautiful lush kind of area with this pond or stream or whatever and then the, the mystics call him and i have this idea that that's the first time they've ever called him and and all of a sudden this great wind blew and everything changed and it's like the storm mm. like change has blown in yeah and everything jen is experiencing at that point he has never experienced before is he he's, he's called by the other mystics he comes home or he comes back to the mystic valley and he's you can tell he's like what is going on you know so everything he's experienced, these words that his master is telling him that you must find the shard and all of this stuff. And Jen's like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, it's like, and he's like, I'm only a Gelfling. Like, I don't know that much. Um, but really, he's been taught about this all of his life. And the symbols that are on him, the spirals, the circles, this connection that everything is connected, the suns, the everything um, it's always been a part of his life, and now it's about to come full circle. And just, um, I'm just having a look, you know, within this minute, and you know, we sort of get to the uh, transition with the castle of the crystal, and um, again, I think it's a pretty similar shot 
to you know the introduction of of the film but again the detail is just um incredible and i think as i um i mean have you as you've probably seen it by now with the dark crystal ultimate uh visual history uh just the the scale of um how they built um that castle the crystal that was at least like like four or five meters tall yep. when they built that so it's just um which for our american audience is about 12 feet yes yeah and um yeah just the incredible detail and then going inside the castle the crystal again it's still you know using using the triangles as yes um, part of the the set uh for the castle the crystal and even just looking at that one shot in the center there's like these um it almost looks like a fidget spinner right in the middle (laughs) that's funny (laughs) that is yeah yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> well, actually, what it reminded me of yeah. when I first saw it was uh, an anchor for a boat. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I d- definitely see that, yeah. You have a crescent, that crescent shape in the back of it. Mm. And I, I don't know, I can't really, obviously it's the three suns, and then you have yeah. the center, like it's a conjunction. But then you have that odd crescent behind it which i don't understand what that means um yeah but this is an interesting scene this last moment of the minute because we go from warm lush organic shapes to harsh triangular dripping cold distant shapes there's nothing warm about this there's it's it's very uh scaly and uh cold um so it's an interesting transition and uh part of it well, actually, this shot also reminds me of the interior of this, of the derelict and alien. Uh, ah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the drippings, just the the, the angle that it's at, mm. um, just the, the level of detail. It just kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I I think that will probably uh, wrap up for this minute, for for this episode of the Dark Crystal Minute, and um, stay tuned for the next episode of the Dark Crystal Minute. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalminute at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalminute or on Twitter at darkcrystalmin. The Dark Crystal Minute is a part of the Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal Podcast Network. So if you're able to give us a five-star review on iTunes, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time and come back next time for more The Dark Crystal Minute.